Hey guys, Pastor Jack here in Prepared Faith. I hope you're doing well out there. We're going to dive right into doing some looking at emergency kit for your home this week. We've been through quite a bit so far. We've looked at the spiritual side, some of the physical side, and we're going to get down to some of the nitty-gritty side now, I guess. I'm just not sure that this series is going to last six weeks. It may last a little bit longer than six weeks, but I am going to try my best to get information to you that's going to help you be more prepared for what tomorrow may bring. We're not guaranteed it tomorrow. I know all of you know that. You know my question I'm going to ask you, are you prepared? Today we want to talk about an emergency kit for your home. What does that entail? And then an emergency kit on the go. Now I'm not going to be talking about a bug out bag here. I'm going to be talking about stuff that you may put together and, and keep in a corner of your house or there may be an area in your car that you want to keep a emergency kit for. One of the most important things that you, if it comes down to an event and you need something, then one of the things, the first thing you're going to need, you're going to need a supply of water. So let's put in some water into our kits. We're going to make a gallon of water per person per day for at least three days. So if you're just a single person running solo, you're going to need uh, three gallons of water and, uh, for three days. If you're, you know, you just double that up for however many amount of people that you have in your family. Now, if you've got little kids, if you can store it, you might want to store a little bit more because them little buggers get a little bit dirty once in a while. And you want to try to keep them clean and healthy and, you know, it's the best of hygiene that you can do during a time of time of need, during an event that you may be experiencing. Next thing you're going to need to put in with that water is a little bit of food, some non-perishable food. Take time to go through your Costco and, and your Walmart, your HEB, Kroger's, Aldi's, whatever it may be, and look for some things like canned goods, energy bars, dried fruits, things like that that can last you a while. And the, I guess the rule of thumb is just you put in as much as you can because you never know during any type of event how long it's going to last. So the more you can put in there, the better off you're going to be. And remember again, how many people are you going to try to feed for three days or for a week or, or a month or however long you want your emergency uh, uh, kit to, to last you. And then the next thing we're going to do is we're going to look at the first aid kit that needs to go in there. We need to have the basics, you know, supplies including some type of bandage, a little antiseptic wipe, maybe some pain relievers, some tweezers, scissors, and anything necessary like prescriptions for your family and your family members, things like that that sometimes we forget to put in a kit like that. We're going to need to put those in there. You know, maybe have a, a, a week's supply or a couple of weeks' supply of prescription medicine that you can put in there. You know, talk to your doctor and see. Say, hey, I want to put up, you know, two or three weeks of these. Can you give me a little extra on my prescription or whatever it's going to be that you need to get you through it? Then we're going to look at electronic stuff, you know, the electric stuff like, you know, your flashlights, your phone. All those things are going to need batteries and some type of battery. If you can get you like a solar for the sun shines down and it makes it all power, you can go ahead and get some kind of little solar. You can pick those up on Amazon every once in a while, find you a sale for 15 or 20 bucks that'll recharge your, your phones or whatever it may be. Because if during some type of event, 
more than likely you're going to be without electricity. So take time to look at some of the viable options out there for rechargeable batteries by solar and rechargeable batteries for the individual items you think you're going to need. Be able to plug in your phone and, and get your phone recharged so you can have communications back and forth. Another thing you need to uh, think about also, instead of incandescent bulbs, use LED. LED bulbs and lights are less demanding as far as how much power they use and a lot of times they're going to illuminate a lot better than a standard bulb would be. So think about doing some LED stuff for your lighting also. Put in there some tools. Make sure you have a good multi-tool, uh, you know, Gerber and a bunch of them makes those uh, in such a way that, you know, it's just a pack. You put it in there, you got a pair of pliers, you got a knife, you got a screwdriver, you got a little saw. Those multi-tool things, they work really well. You know, take when you go to buy one or you're going to look at one, take a minute to fold out all the blades and make sure they don't wiggle and make sure they're sturdy enough. Take a look at how it's crafted and how it's made and make sure you spend just a little bit extra money on that because that could be, in all sense, a lifesaver for you. Make sure you get, get something like that put in there. And, and if you have something special that you need a tool for, some kind of water, water filtration system or something like that, make sure you put an extra one in that emergency kit so you'll know. I know when I was working as a director of maintenance for a facility, we had a, you know, we had gas going into the facility there and I had to keep a brass crescent nut, or not crescent nut, but a crescent tool out there so I could turn the, the gas off without making a spark against that steel line. So these are things you have to think about when you're putting together your emergency kit at home. So be aware of what's going on around you. Do you have enough blankets? Maybe you want to put a spare blanket or a sleeping bag in with your kit just in case that uh, something happens you need an extra blanket if it's cold outside and the electricity goes off you may need, you need a way to sleep and sleep warm that's for sure extra clothing i don't see where that might be a thing for an in-home emergency kit you might want to put a couple extra wear of underwear or socks or something like that in there just so you'll have those in there but if you're at home and you're you're having an event then you're going to have access to your clothes in your closet and things like that unless of course it was a hurricane or a tornado and it blew that part of your house away <coughs> hopefully excuse me hopefully it wouldn't have taken your emergency kit with it also make sure you get those personal hygiene items uh, toothpaste uh, ladies you know you need those things for your hygiene and uh, you know soap and bacteria get a good bacterial soap so when you wash your hands you're going to be killing the bacteria on your hands and also then again like i mentioned before you're going to need communication devices i myself have a little set of uh, walkie talkies for communication but you can use your phones if the phones are still up there you need you can be able to use those but remember they're going to run out the battery's going to run out no telling how long they're going to last. It just depends on how long the, the cell towers are up. So these are things that you need to be aware of when you're putting together your, your emergency kit. Put some copies of the emergency, you know, your important documents in there. Birth certificates, wills, things like that, titles, anything that you think you might need. Put them in there and also add a little cash in there. Small denomination cash. Uh, 
because if there's an event happening and things go south, you're not going to be able to get your money out of the bank. You're not going to be able to get your ATM. It's not going to work. So these are things that you need to think about while you're putting together your, your kit. Again, we, we might want to put onto the side of that just a little tool kit with a hammer and, and screwdrivers and stuff like that together. We mentioned tools a while ago when we were talking about the uh, multifunction tool that you can put in there also. One thing you need to put in there is some kind of alert system. Well, I don't know whether it would be a whistle or a canned horn or whatever it may be. Usually a whistle is best because if you use some kind of canned air or something, it could over the years or over the months uh, just kind of deplete itself. It could get a hole in it and then you wouldn't have anything. So a good solid screaming whistle is good to put in there. Yeah, if you wear glasses like I do, you know, get you, get you a pair of extra glasses and put in there. Uh, again, any medicines you may take, things like that. Maybe a set, if you wear contacts, maybe some contact solution, a new set of contacts in there. Get your chargers all ready to go. And you know, one thing you, you don't really think about when you're putting together an emergency kit is some type of entertainment. Especially if you have smaller children, they're gonna need something to keep their mind off what's going on outside around them. So maybe a, a couple of card games or some little self games that they can do themselves, the little puzzles or whatever it may be. But they, you need some type of way to shift, especially in the toddler and, and the, the kids. You need to be able to shift their mind from what's going on bad around them to something that's fun and, and exciting for them to do. And it takes their mind off the things that's going on around them. With the, with the emergency kit, make sure you put in a little that uh, first aid kit that we talked about, the, the multi-tools, the emergency shelter. You might want to put a Mylar warm blanket in there, one of these, they call them the space emergency blankets. Put one of those in there that you can wrap around you and it'll, it'll help you keep, keep warm. Uh, again, some lighting and don't forget to put in there some, some fire starting equipment, you know, Flint, steel, some kind of things like that, waterproof matches. Uh, those are things that you need to be able to use probably if there is such an event going on. So make sure you take care of all that stuff. That's just for a box that you can put in your closet somewhere. Just a quick thing, you know, for you. This is not going to be your bug out bag. We are going to talk about bug out bags in the coming weeks. But this is something that you have at home so you can use it when you need it you know you may want to put a box of you know just some extra stuff in the truck or in the car that's not going to actually quote unquote be part of your bug out bag you know toolkit stuff like that uh, you're not going to carry that around in a bug out bag you're going to have a multi-purpose tool or something like that to use in a situation like that you know that's the things that you need to have around around your house let's Let's just, we're going to call it right there as far as being for the uh, prepared part. Again, I ask you, are you ready? I just want to talk a few minutes about what's going on down here in, in the state of Texas. Uh, Governor Abbott and the militias and the convoys and things that are going out here. This is just a note from me, from the bottom of my heart to you as a listener to be aware of the things that are going on around you. Take a look at the news, take it with a grain of salt, look on some different news media on the, the internet that's not quote unquote the big 
news networks that uh, somebody that you can trust follow somebody that you trust on 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 the internet it's on youtube or on a podcast or something like that that can can get you some real news and not what they're trying to feed you from the from the media the only thing that i know right now from south texas is what i've seen on the internet and you can take that with a grain of salt i don't see any kind of big military movement through the bay here through the port or you know anything on the highways going that direction so whatever the big convoy they talked about had to come in from from somewhere else besides over here on on the from the coast uh, there's a lot of things going on down there the supreme court issuing issuing the okay for the feds to cut the cut bob wire when Texas has just put the barbed wire up to funnel the immigrants into legal access points into our country. I don't know how you feel on this, but if, you, if you're in this podcast, you probably have some strong feelings on the way that the immigrants are brought into our country. Some of the, <coughs> excuse me, there was, <coughs> there was a video of a, Muslim man and they got his name and everything and he was really a quote-unquote terrorist Standing there telling the journalist that you will know him. You know, this is things that We have to look at be aware of but the one thing I want to Express this morning is That you do not have to be fearful and the way that you can keep from being fearful is to know that you are prepared for whatever comes. Know that your family is prepared. And I don't, you know, I don't see a, a big apocalypse happening, but they're talking like civil war in the United States again, or civil war, or, or Texas becoming an independent nation, and things like that and I I don't know your ideology on that mine is you know I'm going to be prepared for whatever they're going to do my home is my castle my goods are my goods my resources are at my discretion to share with you or with anyone else out there somewhere along the line though and I don't know when it might be or where it might be, but you may make, have to make the spiritual, moral decision to protect your family and your resources. Now, are you going to pray? I hope you do every day that that threat will leave you alone. Or are you going to be prepared for whatever conflict may come your way? Whether it's wind, rain, blistering heat, or someone else with a pew-pew in their hands. You decide. My question again, are you prepared? Don't forget to visit us over on www 
preparedfaith.com. Go to the contact page. Leave us a contact. Let me know where you're from if you're listening. Give me some ideas that you'd like me to talk about or some things or issues that you'd like me to look at, something, you know, do a little research on or whatever it may be. But once again, this is Pastor Jack. It's Prepared Faith. Are you ready?